Welcome to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and SaaS podcast, where Jonathan Denwood interviews the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing to help WordPress professionals launch their own SaaS. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and SaaS. We've got another great guest. We're going to be talking about all things about how learners look at modern WordPress about how Gutenberg has affected this. It's going to be a great show. We've got a great expert guest that has trained hundreds, maybe thousands of new people to WordPress. She should know what the situation is for new people coming into the WordPress ecosystem. We've got Christina Hills with us. So, Christina, would you like to give us a quick intro to the tribe? Yes. Hello, everyone. My name is Christina Hills, and I have been teaching non-techie entrepreneurs since 2008 how to build their websites with WordPress. Yeah, I thought Christina was the person to ask about this, because obviously we are mostly WordPress professionals that listen to this show. So I thought she would have a great um insight into that and i've got my great co-host andrew andrew would you like to introduce yourself to the tribe of course hello there it's andrew palmer from bertha.ai helping people write better content quicker great before we go into this great interview we've got a couple messages from our major sponsors we'll be back in a few moments folks Allow us to introduce you to Castos, our major sponsor. If you're looking to get into podcasting, Castos is for you. No penalties on the amount of downloads and the support, should you need it, is the best in the industry. Take a look at Castos for your podcasting solution. That's castos.com, castos.com. The importance of backing up your WordPress website cannot be emphasized enough. We use BlogVault to help us do this on a daily basis. With free staging, migrations, and on the pro plans, malware scanning and auto fix, BlogVault is the professional's choice when managing just one website or many. Go to blogvault.com and see for yourself. You seriously won't find a better, more complete solution. That's blogvault.com, blogvault.com. We're coming back. Um, just want to point out that some of our sponsors and also got some great recommendation of plugins and WordPress services that I highly recommend and, and use on a daily basis. If you want to get all those goodies, all you have to do is go over to WPTonic slash recommendations, WPTonic slash recommendations, and they're all listed out on that particular page. So, Christina, let's go straight into it. So can you give us a quick outline how you got, I know you were in films, you actually helped out on one of my favourite films, Judge Dredd, the second version, not the Hollywood one, the second version is a much better film, probably because you helped out on it, it's just a fabulous film. Um, So you're in, you know, cinema, the world of Hollywood, and then you got into the crazy world of WordPress. How how did that happen? How did that happen? Yeah. Well, I'd been working for George Lucas's company, Industrial Light and Magic, and they are at what? Everybody knows George Lucas. And um, uh, the most famous film I worked on at that company was Star Wars Episode One. 
Not the one that came out in the 70s, the, the first of the series that came out in the 90s. And it was a fabulous career. So my job was taking the live action characters, the live action film footage, and mixing in the computer animated characters in there. So I worked on Jar Jar Binks and many of the other uh, characters in Star Wars. And I also worked on Jurassic Park, The Lost World, so Jurassic Park 2, and uh, that was a lot of fun. But the uh, film industry is not good for having a family, and I had a child, and I wanted to be home and work from home. And so I quit my job, and I started becoming an online entrepreneur. And I first started out as the shopping cart queen, and I helped people integrate their shopping carts into their website. Oh, I, lo- I love the title. <laughs> yeah. There's a few yeah. people, there's a few people that call me a queen. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, what happened, and, and this is what's interesting about the entrepreneurial life, is you discover what your clients need. And the biggest need was the website part. So I was doing the shopping cart setup, and then I'd say, okay, here are your links. Just add them to your website. And they didn't know. Yeah, right. They didn't know how to manage their websites. Get that that blank look. Yeah, right. So this was back in 2008 when WordPress had started out as a blogging platform and then was turning into a CRM. And I realized, hey, I can teach them WordPress because that's independent from a computer. You know, do you guys remember the old Dreamweaver days? And you'd have Dreamweaver on your computer and then you'd upload to the cloud. Whereas yeah. WordPress, you Look, can Christina, your- Christina, I'm so <laughs> old that I I I was using direct Macamedia director. Uh, that shows how old I am, Christina. Yeah. Mm. Those were the days, right? But you with WordPress, you can be on your desktop, you can be on your laptop, you can be on a tablet, you can be on a phone. It's totally independent. Whereas with the old days. It was tied to your web designer's computer. It was really hard for the business owner to interact. So I specialize in teaching business owners WordPress. I don't teach people to become web designers, although some of my business owners go on and start building sites for other people. But uh, the flexibility of WordPress, and especially the you can change your designs, your theme designs, because in the old days, Someone would build you a site on Dreamweaver and then you'd say, I want to redesign and it would be a whole new website, basically. Of course, of course. Of course. Yeah. Well, that's a fantastic... In- well, at least you didn't say... Before I throw it over to Andrew, at least you didn't say that you built sites in front page. I'm not sure if I could forgive you if you had said <laughs> that. That's a bridge too far, but Dreamweaver, no. uh, we've all been there. So over to you, Andrew. Well, I think you're a very brave person. And uh, Carl Urban, uh, is he, was he good to work with or did you get to meet these guys? Because he's in The Boys now on Amazon and everything. I love the Judge Dredd film where, where he was the 
he's the best Judge Dredd ever, frankly. And I just want, I need another one. So give us a tip. But well, Judge Dredd was actually my first film I ever worked on. And that yeah. was before I was at George Lucas's company. I worked yeah. on Judge Dredd. Before that, I had been doing television commercials. And I discovered I liked the film special effects better. It's amazing. So you were using quantum graphics and all that kind of stuff and, and real real heavy software stuff. And it's it's amazing. So coming from that, really complex. So this, this question is relevant. So that's why I needed to do that lead in. Coming from the very complex, almost programmatic way that you have to work with film and merging it with with uh, CGI and all that kind of stuff, um, on your with with your experiences connected to training loads of individuals for WordPress, how did your brain handle the going from the complex to the actually not quite so complex, but also teaching people that are almost unteachable because they're, they're trying to run their business. They're trying to make cash flow. They're trying to make employ people and all that kind of stuff. So have you got the patience of a saint or what problems did you come across that you thought, Oh my God, I've made a mistake here. Basically. That's a great tagline. I teach the unteachable because that's <laughs> pretty much uh, what I do. So the big shift came with, I couldn't do special effects from home. Right. So that was that was it. It's like I wanted to work from home so that I could be there for my daughter. And when you are in the film industry, it's uh, 10, 12-hour days, five, six days a week away from home, and it's not conducive to having a family. So that was okay. I have to make this shift. Yeah. Can I just jump in? So I just want to, um, because I, I think the listeners really need your perspective here. You, you, you've trained loads of people in WordPress. What are some of the biggest challenges even now? You know, I know WordPress has morphed a bit. We're going to discuss that during the show. But what are still some of the biggest challenges that you deal on a consistent basis that you've seen a pattern when it comes to bringing new people to WordPress? Um, people have a hard time understanding the concept of widgets, WordPress widgets. It's like it's a really hard for their brains to grasp that. They understand a page. They understand a blog post. They understand a menu. They understand uploading images, but when I teach the whole widgets on the sidebar, but the sidebars can be at the top or they can be in the footer or they can be on the side, business owners have a hard time with that. And I think it's because WordPress calls them widgets, sure. right? And that sounds so techy. Yeah. So I explain widgets more like it's a bookshelf and you've got different shelves on a bookshelf. And you put different things on a different shelf in the bookshelf. And you could put it up here, you could put it down there. And so I come up with simple ways to explain complex things. And I also use a lot of pictures when I teach. And part of that came from when I first came online, I'd listen to lectures and people would talk about all this internet stuff and they didn't use pictures and it made it really difficult. So I do a lot, a lot of my training is webinars with slides and PowerPoint, but I think widgets is one of the things they have a hard time getting. And they also, 
have, you know, now remember, I'm teaching the unteachable. So people are probably listening and they're like, wow, this isn't that hard. But business owners are very busy. They're not technical, but they want to be in control of their site. And they just have to be patient, you know, learning some of these basic concepts where many of them, you know, you didn't, they didn't learn in school. Right. So kids now, like my daughter can figure stuff out. And I said, how did you figure that out? She's like, I don't know. I just kept clicking till it worked. (laughs) Right. Well, that's great. Older, older generation, they don't get that concept of just keep banging around until something works. But yeah, carry on, John. Sorry. No, it's over to you. Over to you. Well, it's basically, so what, on that, we've had a sea change in WordPress, or we're heading towards a sea change. So what are your thoughts connected to Gutenberg, and has it made the general situation better or more difficult for new users to WordPress and, and basically to learn how to use the platform? Because talking about widgets, widgets have changed, right? right. I, I, only a slightly big question, Christine. Okay. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. Slightly big question. Okay. Um, I hate to say this publicly, but I really hate Gutenberg. I hate the block editor. And at this point, at the time of this recording, I refuse to use it and I refuse to teach it. I think they totally missed the mark with with Gutenberg. And I'm just, should I call it the block editor? Do you care? Yeah, block editor, yeah, because it's... Yeah. Block editor, Gutenberg. Gutenberg is the internal term. The public term is the block editor. Sure. I think they really miss the mark. And um, I hate to criticize them, but I think they did. Now, they'll probably recover at some point, but it's been a few years now. And the proof of this is how much Elementor, the Elementor editor, and how much Divi has totally taken off. Sure. So... With Elementor, you don't need the block editor. With Divi, you don't need the block editor. And I continue to teach the classic editor and classic widgets. So that is the approach I'm taking until they make it more intuitive. So when I go into the block editor, it's not intuitive. I don't know what to do. It's it's just not clear. Now, so I'm, I'm just waiting until I feel that it's at the level that real beginners can work with. So that's right, so been that, my approach. Supplementary to that, and this isn't, there's, there's another question, but it's kind of, so what are your opinions connected to Gutenberg? We've heard that. But, but basically, do you think as a teacher of people that are unteachable, that Gutenberg is aimed more at developers than the general public? Yes. Right. Okay. So that's that's actually a good opinion to have because you're out there teaching literally hundreds of well, people. I, I, that's why I thought Christine would be a great guest, that's Andrew. Great opinion to have because you're 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 basically on the coal face. You know, you're teaching people how to use WordPress, and and the blog editor isn't isn't covering your needs or your clients' needs at this moment. And I've always felt that, and I'm going to be opinionated here. I've always felt that the 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 noisy people within WordPress are the developers and they love Gutenberg because it's a development and it's progress and everything. I like Gutenberg. I don't mind working in Gutenberg at all, but I absolutely get your opinion. I think that WordPress 
et al and all other companies, Divi, Elementor, everybody should actually listen to people like you to, you know, say, Christina, what do you think? And, and, well, and well, if, if they're going to go after the Wix and the Squarespace market, right? Because yeah. if they're going to go after the beginner's market, they need to have something that's easy to use. I get it. And, but they're a bunch of developers. So they're. Well, I think you've just. Ch- I like to yeah. actually continue this for most of this first half because I think it's a really important question. So uh, um, I'm agnostic when it comes to Gutenberg, I think that would surprise a lot of people because I've also, through the Friday show, been a bit negative, but not about the end objective, just how it's been done. So what I think you're saying, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, and is that I think you're saying that that's a fundamental UX problem here, and it was linked to those that, were the leads of the project being very developer focused and not really having the experience and knowledge of UX use usability experts? Would that I'm putting words in your mouth, but is that the gist of some of your feelings? Yes, I think it got released too soon. I think it got released to the public too soon, mm-hmm. and but you know, software companies always do that, sure. um, and it was developer focused it was not user focused to me good software is you go in and you know what to do a perfect example is gravity forms i don't know if you guys are familiar with gravity forms yeah it's a premium plugin for wordpress to to build forms it is so intuitive i never read the manual because i just go in and the ui i kind of know what to do I know where to click. I know what to do. There's little bubbles that explain things. So that's an example of great software is when you don't have to read the manual. When I first, now I forget, do you guys remember which year the block editor came out? It was before the pandemic. Four years ago. Four years ago. Wow. Four years ago. Yeah. And I went in there and I didn't know what to do and I'm like this is not very good and then it was really buggy and they kept changing things so I thought okay I know how software development goes I'll wait until they settle down a bit right because I don't want to memorize something teach it and then have to undo that oh no wait it moved over here but every few months I sort of check back in with Gutenberg and I go nah nah I'm I'm still not so, to, so a follow-up, you know, it was, it, was the, it was the next question, but I think we can combine them and also get Andrew's input, and then we go for the break. You know, the next question was, do you know, the, the next step, which is full-site editing in Gutenberg, um, because of what you've just said, and I, I don't want to bias you, uh, um, what... what What's your feelings about, you know, this is Gutenberg on steroids, isn't it? Full-site editing. How do you think that's going to work out and go down? Well, for for my community, which are non-techie business owners who just want to be able to manage their site without a lot of fanfare, full-site editing for them would be too much. They kind of need a structure and a parameter so that they can stick within certain confines. And so the full site editing is sort of beyond what I believe that my students need. Remember, my students are like the life coach who wants to get their website up 
and be able to add things to their site, change headlines, do blog posts. They're not wanting to really design everything because they're not designers. So that's why I like like Divi, for example. I don't know if you guys ever talk about Divi. Well, we've got the king of Divi with us, uh, Christy, the Andrew Let You know, I used to run a, a little marketplace called elegantmarketplace.com, which sold uh, exclusively Divi products. And oh, cool. Apologies for me not knowing that ahead of time. Don't worry, I'm all in. I'm all in on Divi. Um, yeah, well, Divi gives you designs. Yeah. You know, you can yeah. pick the florist design, and you don't yeah. have to be a florist, and you can just take all of their pages, put your own stuff in. Um, and so, for my community, full site editing doesn't really apply. But no, here's what's great about WordPress. Let me make one more yeah. point. Sure. Yeah, WordPress sure. is so big and so vast. It services all these different markets, and I've picked one small slice of the market, and there's many, many, many other markets. Yeah, and it's great to niche down to that as well, and 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 also from your perspective of a programmer, because that's what let's let's say that's what you were when you were doing film editing and and putting in CGI's into live action, all that kind of stuff. Divi is very intuitive. Even when you you probably started off with Divi in in its in its infancy when it was a block a block editor basically you know you you used it in the back end and now it's got it's got the full site editing capabilities there but wordpress has uh currently in my view it has an identity crisis is what is it is it is it a cms is it a what is it a, a web building thing you know we've got code code canyon that sells themes we've got elegant marketplace which i sold they sell themes and plugins for divi You've got all the Elementor stuff like Crocker blocks and Cadence themes, and 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 you've got um, Cadence blocks, which is for Gutenberg. So the, the third party um, industry have actually grabbed hold of Gutenberg with, with with Cadence Cadence blocks and other blocks. I've got a little block that I sell on another another website that I've got, and so we've had to, as developers and and website people, we've had to amend our our ways along with wordpress we've had to try and grow and the the article that yoast did the other day yoast um the volk who used to used to own yoast and it is now off owned by a hosting company you know said that wordpress had just lost 0.3 percent of its of its share this month or the over i the saw last that article month. and that's nothing to be afraid of because competition is competition elementor with their cloud um, process they're becoming more of a Wix offering if you like you know you put in Elementor you've got your hosting already there you've got all your pages Elementor were one of the first to put in their their layouts and and, and give you starter kits if you like and I think WordPress will grow we've got the pattern um, situation now on work on make.wordpress and everything you know you can import patterns into Gutenberg so you can almost build a, a website just by yeah I totally the, point is that the point that I'm trying to make, Jonathan, just it's yeah. going to last two seconds, is that WordPress needs to grow because the third-party suppliers of WordPress products are growing exponentially. That's great. We're going to go for our break. We'll be back. I really enjoyed the conversation so far. Hopefully you have tried. We'll be back in a few moments. Hey, it's Spins from LaunchFlows.com. If you've been looking for a fast and easy way to create powerful sales funnels on WordPress, then look no further than LaunchFlows. 
In just minutes, you can easily create instant registration, upsells, downsells, order bumps, one-click checkouts, one-time offers, custom thank you pages, and best of all, no coding is required. For as little as $50 per year, you can own and control your entire sales funnel machine with Launch Flows. Get your copy today. Hey, Tribe, are you trying to scale your agency but struggling to find time to work on your business because you're always stuck working in your business? Head over to focuswp.co where you can subscribe to an instant team of white label geeks and creatives to delegate to. Use code WPTONIC for a special discount just for the tribe. With FocusWP, you don't have to worry about hiring, firing, or any other HR nightmares. Just submit a ticket and your new team will dive in. Focus on what you love, outsource the rest. We're coming back. I just want to point out, I do a fantastic newsletter. It's based on the key stories that we discuss on the Friday show. Plus, I write a personal editorial where I have a go at almost everybody that lead leadership in WordPress. It's made me a leopard of the WordPress community, but somebody has to do, speak truth to power, don't they? And that's my job, I feel. If you want to read this rag, all you have to do is go over to WP Tonic slash newsletter, WP Tonic newsletter, sign up it and see how I dig my, bra- my grave every week in my newsletter. So, <laughs> so on to, on to, at least I'm honest about it, um, but all my faults, which Andrew could come every, he's taking every show, I'm keeping off because I have to rip. Read him in. So, um, on to the next. So, let's be honest here, Christina. You know, this is a deep question. (laughs) You know, you're the queen of DIY business, helping them. Can you touch your heart and say that they should still utilise WordPress or should they go to the dark force of Wix and Squarespace and if you still put in your hand on your heart, Christina, can say that business owners should still utilise WordPress instead of the dark forces, why is that, Christina? The, the thing about the answer is yes, they should stay with WordPress because WordPress does give you these various tools. If you go over to Wix or Squarespace, you're going to hit a point where you've maxed out. Whereas with WordPress, you don't max out. You can go from a one-man band solo entrepreneur to a Fortune 500 company with WordPress. You're not going to be able to do that with Wix or Squarespace. None of my colleagues, none of the experts in our industry are using Wix or Squarespace. Okay, so maybe a restaurant is. But with those platforms, you're going you're gonna to hit a ceiling. Whereas with WordPress, you can get to the point where your business grows so much that now you've gone from DIY to I'm hiring out. So there's nothing wrong with hiring developers at all. And there's nothing wrong with hiring designers. But you have to be at a certain, your business has to be at a certain level. Your income has to be at the level where you can afford to pay that. And so I help the small solo entrepreneurs who are maybe just starting an online business or starting their own business. Maybe they quit their corporate job. So 
WordPress gives you that expandability to you can grow as big as you want to, or you can have just, you can just stay a life coach or whatever you do, consultant forever and have a simple website where people can do e-commerce, they can sign up for your newsletter. There's a lot you can do. So I like that flexibility. And I teach people, you know, when you look online, you're going to find a lot of different articles about WordPress and many of them don't apply to you. So just don't read that. You know, if you if you run across something <clears throat> that talks about code, just it's not designed for you. So that's what that's why I am still thumbs up with WordPress. Well, over to you, Andrew. Well, I, I do agree with you totally. Uh, there's many many reasons uh, to use WordPress. Um, one, you own the website. Uh, you can move hosting whenever you like. Pretty much, there's hundreds of thousands of options out there for hosting. Um, but with Wix and, um, well, Wix, I think Hilton Hotels uses Wix. That's quite a big thing. CBS uses Wix. So they're unusual case studies. But, and, but So they've invested in that platform because that's maybe where they started. They thought, let's use Wix. And I know that there's a band in the UK that's that's quite quite big and they use bros they're called the you know the 80s band a couple of twins and they built their website on on wix and they've just kept it on wix but so from that perspective i get it but really wordpress is so the reason that i would stick with wordpress is because wordpress is so flexible you can build anything you can build a web app you can have um you know all the php on it that you that you like you've got um so many plugins and extensions you can have a a yoga booking system. You can have a hairdressing system. You can have, you know, local businesses will survive on on WordPress. What I like about your attitude is that you're teaching. I love that teaching the unteachable. You're teaching business owners to run their own websites, and there's not enough people like you in the world, frankly, because I couldn't do it every time. I even when I'm trying to teach a client to use Divi, which I use exclusively, by the way, pretty much. Um, Bertha AI is built on Elementor, but that wasn't that was out of my hands. But the, the, the even when I'm trying to teach them to get round Divi, it, I get frustrated because I'm thinking, why can't you use a mouse? It's just incredible, you know. It's just you click left, not right. It's just you know all this kind of stuff. So I believe that WordPress is the is the de facto website building tool for every single business out there, every type of business from yeah, I, I tell- to, to a Fortune 500 company. Yeah, so I totally I'm- agree with you. So, Christina, I write out the questions because I used to combine three questions in one question and I used to ramble constantly. <laughs> to keep me under control, I write the questions out now because um, I never give, gave any time to my, my guests to actually answer a question. Because how could they? Because my questions were four, four questions in one. But I'm going to do it again, Chris, but it's only two. What I think um, we've we, we got another five minutes before we go, we finish off with the podcast part of the show and we go into bonus content, is that to encapsulate, I think, and I just want to get your input on this, Christina, is that, one of the fundamental problems is Gutenberg and the UX design. The other thing which Andrew, what Andrew and yourself sees 
as the great strength that you can build out your, if you base your web platform on WordPress, you can move it to another hosting provider, you can find another design help out there, and you can build your business out. But isn't that a duality, though? And the duality is everything you and Andrew have said is correct. But the, the opposite of it is that there is too much choice. There, you know, that as a business owner, business owner with WordPress, you can go on a bender, as I call it. You can go plug in potty. You can go theme potty. You can go utilizing an English term, you can go native, which is very racist, and I apologize, but I'm using it that you can go absolutely bonkers and waste a lot of time where you should be concentrating on your business what what's your response to what i've just said christina well that's pretty much true about life right you can go bonkers because there's so much you can do now with the internet you can go bonkers learning all kinds of things when you should be focusing on your business. But I totally get that, Jonathan. And that's why with my students, I try to keep them very narrow. And so I teach them a little bit and then move on and move on and move on so that they can get to the point where they can do more things. But it's also very important to keep narrow, keep narrow on your focus of what is my objective here. So I hear what you're saying, Jonathan, and there may be some people who say, yeah, I've heard the argument. I'm still going to go with Squarespace. Uh, My understanding about Wix, and Andrew, you might know this, is once you pick a design, you can't you can't change to another. Oh, no, you can. Yeah, you can change the thing. It's it's very intuitive these days. And there's Wix Pro as well, Wix Editor X as well, which is amazing. In all honesty, Christina, I think initially it was very, it was Flash-based. I think, I'm not absolutely sure, but am I correct, Andrew, that they've moved away from Flash? It's yeah. not flash-based now. Oh, definitely not. No, no, it, no, it, no. It, it, very, And that used to be, but it's also, they they have really invested in a slick UX design, haven't they, Andrew? Do you, Andrew, yeah. do you think it's as good as Squarespace now, Wix? I think it's I think it's on a par with Webflow, and people are going to oh, at no. me on this, but I really think it's on a par with Webflow. You know, when you look at Wix Editor X, it's amazing. And the... the um, the intuitiveness of it, the speed of it, the speed of editing and the speed of the website, you're paying much more money for it. You're not paying your 18 quid a month or whatever, but it is getting, it's getting there. Plus you've got all the e-commerce capabilities of it as well. And the booking facilities within it, got all the widgets that you can put in, you know, to, to paraphrase mm-hmm. you, Christina. So, but I've, I like Christina's perspective on this because it, it yes, you can go ballistic on it. And, and I've got clients who say, I want this plugin. I want that plugin. And it's up to us as, as developers and educators to say, hold your horses, son. This ain't going to work for you. You know, this is why it's not going to work for you. You're going to have you're, you're going to have legacy tech legacy problems as well. Um, tech debt problems, rather. You know, will that plug How old is that plug in? Is it going to? Well, Andrew, Andrew, I, I think you've touched. Right. I think you've touched a really interesting thing there, Andrew. And I think. Part of it, and don't I'll be interested in your response, Andrew, and also Christina's. 
is that this is partly linked, and I'm not having a go at these platforms, listeners, because they do have a place. But I also see it's the rise of the Fiverr and other platforms where you can hire somebody offshore and you're getting it at a low price and all they're going to do is do what you tell them and they're going to look for the quickest solution so they can make the most money from a very low bid. The problem is there's nobody that can consult the person that sees the bigger picture. So you end up with, and on a weekly basis, we deal with this, Andrew and Christina. We deal with clients that have membership websites that have a host of plugins that are conflicting with themselves and what I call a spaghetti mess, hot mess of a website um, because they've had endless um one project developer presented it and they have just put their stack of plugins and it's a bit of a jumble. Well, how would you respond to that, Christina? Well, you know, with WordPress, because you can do so much, you do you might wind up with a jumble with a jumble of plugins. Um, I always remind my students, you know, know what each plugin does. And one of the things that frustrates me about the WordPress community is you go to wordpress.org and you look up a plugin and it's horribly outdated and they're not, they should be removing things out of the directory, uh, the repository. Um, But piggybacking on what you guys have been saying, if you're using WordPress, there are thousands of people you can hire because thousands of people know WordPress So you can find, you know, virtual assistants or coders or designers. It's such a huge community, whereas Wix and Squarespace is going to be a smaller community. I think that's, you know, how how would you respond to what I said, Andrew? I agree. I agree with you, Jonathan. You know, there are um, people out there that build websites that actually don't care. And what happens with us as a website developer, my other website that I build websites in is I call it guided website build because it's not just about the website. It's about the business. It's about the business aim. So we become more and more of a business consultant. And, you know, an example of that is when you're doing a menu, I did a a guy who I help with his restaurants. I put, a pound on each item that he sold on his menu because he was complaining about not having the budget to do the website. I said, well, this is how you're going to do it. Got three three restaurants. It added £100,000 gross profit to his business that year just by adding a pound to each item rather than losing business, which he thought he would do about by, you know, upping his prices. But the, and I was reminded of that because there's many Facebook groups for web developers and we're becoming more and more business consultants. And some of us are unqualified to do that, frankly. We, you know, we, we are, we're just unqualified. So we, I like to advise our clients that the website is your, is your shop window. You have to maintain it. You have to keep everything up to date. That includes all the plugins and that includes all the content. So if you're writing a new piece of content or you have a, have a slight change in one of the products or services that you're offering, 
That's what we're here for with our maintenance plans and our care plans is to make sure that you've got someone to call on to actually amend that website for you. What you're doing, Christina, is allowing them or facilitating them to update their website themselves, which is which is a great thing. So yeah. it's been a it's been a great conversation. We're going to wrap up the podcast part of the show now. Christina's, we could go on forever. <laughs> well, we are a little bit. We've got we've got bonus content. Um, you can watch the whole interview plus the bonus content by going to the WP Tonic YouTube channel. And so, and you're feeling generous, try please subscribe to the channel because there's low, there's the Friday show, there's this great interview show plus other videos. It is a great resource. Um, please go over there. So, Christina, what's the best way for people to learn more about you, your thoughts, and what you're up to? Um. So I have a couple of URLs. Probably the best one is websitecreationclass.com. That always shows the next class that I have um, coming up. Um, my blog at websitecreationworkshop.com. If you go there and click on the blog tab, I put blog posts out. And for any web designers or developers listening to this show, you do want to be patient with your business owners because there's a lot of basics that they just don't know. And they don't know that they don't know. Well, that's, I was going to ask you, Christina, do you actually help design agencies, designers that maybe want to bring you in to actually train um, owners? Do you ever do that? That's a market I'm looking to uh, break into is to work with agencies who don't want to take the time or don't have the staff that has the patience to help business owners understand the difference between they're logged into their website or they're not logged into their I website. Definitely, I definitely don't have that time. Andrew will um, give a guarantee about that. So, Andrew, uh, um, Andrew uh, how do people find out more about you and what you're up to? You go to bertha.ai and we've got a 50% offer at the moment connected to WordCamp Europe because we're all tripping off to WordCamp Europe. But bertha.ai and you can get me on at Arnie Palmer on Twitter. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to be when you listen to this next Thursday, I will be in Portugal as well with Andrew. Andrew, oh uh, I will um, I will probably have COVID, but there we go. I'm looking <laughs> forward to it so much. Uh, um, we're going to end the show now, folks. Please go over to the YouTube channel to see the whole interview. We'll see you next week with another great guest like Christina. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Bye bye. Bye, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it. Why not visit the Mastermind Facebook group? And also to keep up with the latest news, click wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.